of like entourage, right? Like entourage is like actors pretending to do that, right? Like, I mean, it was still yes. like, they're still real people. Oh, right? absolutely. Like, yeah. Yeah. Counting on themselves, but like entourage wasn't real exactly. Uh, it was satirical. Right. right? Yeah, Lag like, Laguna Beach is absolutely a reality television program. It's just, I think, um, and, and I, I would say that I didn't notice anything different from the way that it was created other than, I mean, it was no different than Kardashians. It's exactly the same every situation is set up, even to the, this day in, my, in 2016 when I'm watching the Kardashians. The formula is the same. If anything, I would say that the, the Kardashian show adapted over time more to like a Laguna Beach style of editing together more kind of like um i don't know i feel like the show producers at some point had to create content to put on camera for the kardashians and that's just what this show is doing so it's really no different plus the funny thing is that um brody jenner would be on the hills even before he was on the kardashian show on um yeah which is pretty cool he he was actually the first Heidi Kardashian. Montag and the other guy, right? They were on Laguna Beach as well. Is that right? Yes. Uh, 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 Heidi Montag and Spencer. Um, Thank you. Spencer. Spidey was the term back then in the day that we called them, but I can't remember what his last name was. He, I don't know if he's on the, sh of the program yet. Um, and I don't think he's on. Um, Something weird is happening with yeah, my Yeah, I see. It's like I'm getting, it looks like you're typing like the numbers at me from Law. Oh, that's actually what I type. You're like, I'm just. I watched a bunch didn't do of anything. Laws. I must have spilled. Did I spill? Oh, I spilled water on my fucking keyboard. I shouldn't be doing anything. Rude. Rude. Oh, no. The news. I'm going to perform the news as uh, Segway. That. Yes. Oh. I'm trying to write character. This is tragic. But it appears that I've spilled just a little too much. Let me get my cleaner thing. Yeah. I've been watching uh, Lost mostly. It's taken up some of my time. Rewatching it again. It's the fourth time for me. It's definitely like a current my current X Files in this house. Um, let's see. Okay. Hmm. Well, what I was I, I can't type at the moment because I'm going to clean my stupid little keyboard. Um, but that's trying to say like the muse's character. And I actually thought about this one. Uh, I don't I don't know which reality show I saw recently. I want to say it was something like Pam and Tommy, like one of these like dramatic reenactments or whatever. Yeah. But one of the characters was like real news personalities. Like and this is a, like so like um uh like X-Files would do it. There would be like some weatherman from California, right? Yeah. And he's like, oh, breaking news as we spot aliens in the sky or whatever, right? But yeah. like, it's like, but they're real like news people who are playing like fictionalized yeah. versions of themselves on TV. I think, um, I think even like Arrested Development might do that. Like, I think their like yes. local newsman is actually like an actual local newsman. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. a what what do you do you call that diegetic acting sort of like diegetic music is that like <laughs> Right. Yeah, like there's so there's something that's like like I also want to like cuz this is what it reminds me of as I watch this Evolve shit. And so like I kind right. of want to tie that yeah. concept in. It's kind of vague, but that's what I was trying to write there. It's mm -hmm. like the news is a character, right? Like 
because it starts to um it's going to start being involved in the like breaking news aspects of why this is so newsworthy right like the head like the leakers right yeah. the way woodward and bernstein become characters in watergate right. even though they're reporting on it right they become characters themselves right yeah uh, which is not what a journalist usually wants to do uh exactly um anyway, that's no like i was that. typing i was typing as you were because i was typing Thank my you. point so that i didn't talk over you we uh yeah basically like um seeing i think i feel like reality programming and just the news media kind of presentational style in general has definitely adapted and changed the way that we look at like events occurring and, and especially the way that like events become like very forgettable much like at the end of a tv episode you can kind of like turn off and unplug or whatever but i really okay. feel like I that's natural through the format but i really do feel like it's like well the news from that day is over so like you know as long as they don't report on it we don't have to like really consider it as a problem anymore um okay. which isn't new but it's definitely the effect and reality tv isn't the full perpetrator there that's really just a combination of everything happening but <sighs> hmm i like that though Oh, you can I don't know where my canned air is. This is distressing. <laughs> <laughs> can you use an empty mister? Does it, if you take all the water out of a mister, does that... Oh, that's smart. I don't have any empty ones either, okay. though. I just have to go old school Nintendo cartridge. You okay, know? I just like... yeah, that's what I did. I did that with some AirPods over the weekend. It works. It, they, they fell at the bottom of the pool, and they're working now, so... so silly let me open up my Laguna Beach picks and make sure my audio is all set up here I've had a wonderful week Kathy I don't know what else to tell you about that but Oh, yeah it's been great yeah things are going things are going well in in this uh my local zone good yeah it's going good i mean things are good over here except for the fact that like the entire state's on fire yeah you know? well that's i mean i could say that politically about my state so <laughs> um yeah okay what's the letter okay so when you go to the your keyboard what's the letter after s uh on the home row? d D. I'm a no. Oh, okay. So then before F. So uh, A S D F. A S D F G H J K L. G H J K L, and then it's V. Uh huh. Uh, hold on, don't tell me. And then that's V. Wait, the next line. F We're talking the next line yeah. of letters. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's Z uh -huh. X C V. Uh huh. And then it's B, and then M, and then N? Uh, N, then M. Hmm, that M. And then B? And then uh, you got the lesser than and the greater than. B, B is before the N and the M. Wow, rude. Wow. I see. So it was it was the V, the v and the B, just yeah. the classic V, B, and And then the up. N and the M, or, yeah, they're, they're, Cla they're, the other they're, classic. they're fucked up, too. Yeah. yeah. Rude. I like saying Dublave. 
That always gets people. <laughs> yeah, that's how you say it in French, W. But um. Yeah. <laughs> There's the V and the double V. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I have to. I have to say that one every once in a while. Um. I I say brib. I, so instead of saying mm-hmm. BRB, I say brib. This is like, and this tends to confuse my friends if they don't know what it's. Oh, called. I say all the letters uh, in in real life because it makes people laugh. I, I love to say, um, I love to say rip all the time, and you only have to be around me once to hear that. Um, and uh, I like to say, I like to say uh, BRB for sure. But what's the other one that I say that really gets people? Um, Oh, IMHO. I'll say that all the time in person, and people always die because they're never ready to hear someone say that in reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm like, why is my keyboard not working? It's because I'm plugging it into the wrong USB. Oh. Mercury retrograde is really not... So I feel like all of the ways that my like life has been like very unstable like have been very minor, but they feel like if I'm not careful, like I'm gonna like, like like it'll be one of these things where like, it'll be like a fender bender, but the person that I crashed into is gonna have like 14 pounds of cocaine in their car. Or like, you know, like, like the mayor, yeah. Yeah, like just <laughs> something totally like, oh, sorry, totally not a big deal. Right? You know what? And then like, yeah, and I might've brought it on myself by saying what I just said to you a few minutes ago. So I'm not gonna, I'm gonna try not to say something like that again. <laughs> No, it's okay. Knock wood. I'm not leaving the house. Yeah. Like, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> and I said I was having a good week, so God knows now what will happen. Um, just like, I, I, so I've just been kind of, I feel like, I tweeted about this. Like, I woke up, like, yesterday morning, like, just feeling like, I don't know about the universe today. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Huh. Well... I'll keep that thought. Anyway, it was just, yeah, no. So I'm just kind of like blessing everybody as they walk mm. out the door. Like, I feel like I'm carrying sage with me. Like, <laughs> I, 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 this house could use some sage, I think. Um, let's see. Yeah, it's working again. Let's see. Perfect. It is delightful. All right. Um, how should we start this program? Potentially, people are already listening to us, but I don't know if I don't know. I don't know. Let me see. Well, it's at the top of the document. I didn't actually even look at that. Oh, there we go. Auspicious live thunder. I don't know if it like canceled it out on your end, but I got some thunder here for the microphone. I didn't hear it. I'm having yes. it's like a it's like a dark and stormy night here. Like it's about to, or it will be in 20 minutes. It's dark enough already. It's literally it looks like night outside because of the clouds here. So. Uh, it is 80 degrees and 10% humidity here. Okay, sweet. And it is um I'm just gonna go ahead and say words. It is uh, Tuesday, May 31st at 6:26 p.m. and this is uh, an episode of Reality Issues. And I am Brian, and this is Kathy. Hello, Kathy. Hey everyone, how's it going? It's, uh, it's going good. It's going good. We were just discussing the, uh, the 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 rain, the thunder, the lightning somewhere. I didn't see it, but I'm sure it's around. Um, and uh, just even thinking about the fact that the climate might be a little bit different where you are is is fun to me. Um, I've been thinking about this rain coming 
kind of all year. This is kind of the beginning of our uh, afternoon thunderstorm season. If I look at the uh, uh, weather on my app, I can see that it'll rain uh, almost every day this week. And actually, it should be raining for pretty much all night. And this is pretty normal here in Florida. But uh, what's, your, what's your normal weather like for, for this year in, in New Mexico for people who don't aren't aware? Or even Santa Fe because it's so specific. <laughs> Yeah, so for folks who don't know, Santa Fe is like at a 7,200 feet above sea level. So we are very high desert. It's a fun element. Um Yeah, very fun. And so like for if you like come visit and you have like a margarita, you might get fucked up. And uh, See, that's just what the change in altitude does to you. Yeah. And uh, one of the other dangers that... Uh, I think should be shared with tourists who visit our fair town is that uh, um, altitude sickness is a very real thing. Like, uh, like, like the kind of like, like people will get nausea, they'll get these like terrible headaches. Like, and if you're not drinking water, like enough water, like the, the general rule of thumb that you should have an alcoholic beverage and a glass of water and continue alternating isn't just a good idea at any location. Here in Santa Fe, it's, like, essential. Yeah. Like, if you want to, like, make it past, like, a couple of drinks. Like, otherwise, you're just going to shrivel up. Like, it's just you're going to be miserable. Um, so, like, those kinds of things. Like, and so, like, saying that we're at 10% humidity outside, um, it is a, you know, much more humid, 14% inside my apartment. But that's because I've had the humidifier going. <laughs> Whoa, watch out, everyone. It's incredible. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's like 80 you know, or 90% humidity out today. I'm sure it's insane. Yeah, it was see, like that's not, it's like I literally, it's only like that when it rains here. And we're not quite there yet. Um, we do have a monsoon season late in the summer. I'm hoping that that happens because that didn't really happen last year. We had an El Nina season. So very low water uh, precipitation, very little snowpack, which again, you may be hearing on the news right now, right? That like New Mexico is literally on fire. And that's true. Um, we have been having hell of a fucking uh, like smoke shit everywhere um, in this, this area. And uh, it's only been in the last like week or so that it's really been able to chill out. Like, so that's something i haven't really been outside actually just because it's been so blessed um yeah but otherwise it's sunny it's sunny and beautiful like awesome um just delightful that's fantastic uh thank you for the weather report that does remind me a little bit of what what home was like uh i um i'm enjoying uh getting a lot in the pool lately the only reason i bring it up specifically is because i feel like i've lived in a house with a pool for about two years and i never really got in the pool um that much like i always got in the pool a lot when i was a kid but man every single moment that i can get in the pool now like any moment that i'm not working on something or whatever i just get in that damn pool and i am pool pilled now it's true um it's like uh it's the main thing that i i want to achieve in my life is just as much time as i can get in the pool as possible that's my current i think you should come goal. up with creative ways to take calls from the pool i like, will and i how about this i could definitely i mean honestly i was in the pool just you know i was i was sending you like my final dms probably from like the pool um yeah i mean i do the whole thing from the laptop so i could absolutely have a pool stream or i could just go out there and record from the pool 
It's a wonderful place. So right now it's very windy in Santa Fe. So like recording outside for me would be very challenging only because of the wind. If we did a little, if if we did like some morning recording, you could get like the crazy amount of birds that I have outside. I have like these Chinese, uh, they call them, uh, well, they call them a lot of different things, but they're cherry trees essentially. And they live on the outside of my fence and they attract dozens of birds um, during the day. It's absolutely, if I recorded out there, you could have, You'd be, it'd be hard to hear me over the giant quantity of birds out there. It's pretty wild. I've actually thought about recording out there on purpose just for that. It would be so we bizarre. Should one of these days. I think that would be fun. It okay. could be like, you know, like a really immersive experience. I mean, we're going to talk about this, like, I know that a little bit later, we're going to talk about this, like, physical virtual reality. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, maybe we try to bring some of that in and, like, be like... Here you are, in Florida. This is what Florida birds sound like. Because yeah. our birds and your birds are not. Are, they're not going to be the same. Right. And I, I actually, you know, it's funny you say that. I actually have this thing written down on the the mirror of ideas that I have in front of me that nobody else can see. Sometimes I take a picture of it. It changes from time to time. Um, and one of those is actually AR, which typically is is altered re- or like, you know, some combination of altered reality or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually think that in this instance. Um, I think we're moving towards like creating some kind of like audio, uh, virtual audio reality kind of experience. Like I feel like podcasts in general have a r- lot of room to expand in by using the exact same technology and everything that they do today and creating a much more immersive kind of like visiting a place kind of experience. You're not just, that's why I kind of produce the podcast in a way that you're kind of here in the room with me as I'm talking to you. And eventually like when you have your microphone, it'll kind of sound like we're in the same place. But like, I, that's kind of like what I like is like, um, I don't know that, uh, you're sitting here having a conversation with us. And I think that podcasts in general will move that direction, not just in presentation, the words they say, but also in style, um, either like some combination of like diegetic music or some kind of like white noise in the background or something. I think that podcasts will get there eventually, if not podcast apps themselves having like background noise integration or something like that. Um, like here's here's like the funny one. Let me see mm-hmm. if I can find a good photo. But like so you, so like what our audience can't exactly see mm-hmm. is you and I are recording this on a Zoom call essentially, right? Yeah. So when you and I are like not actually like staring at our notes or looking up the various Wikipedia articles that come up in our conversations, right? right. We're actually like, you know, like let's say looking at each other. Yeah. Um it's you fun. know, like like I, I can see into your home. Yeah. Like, like it's, it, you can look around. Kind of the, I could, I could this, right now. See, it's only in a fixed position because it is. But realistically, you could see into my house. There's back there. There's probably more than Kathy's ever seen. You can see all uh, smoking devices. My television paused on episode three of Laguna Beach. Um, none of the, you at home can see that. There's like my kitchen is like right over here. Here's my kitchen. See, and every time oh, I'm recording. Me. Yeah. And every time I'm recording the podcast. This is all within, you know, sight of me, but even Kathy, who I've sat in front of this microphone for at least 20 hours with now at this point, um, you know... Never seen it. Never seen it. And it was here the whole time, and uh, if she... Like, it's imagine this. Like, I think about this. Like, the first time, you know, the first time I come over to to see New Mexico again, 
um, if it still exists by the time I get there, and or the first time you interact with this space, I guarantee that it'll change both of our perspectives of how we talk to each other without saying a single word, only because we'll we'll have knowledge of the space which within each other's you know brain dwells. It's um, I love that. I love that idea. And if you at home got to see where we were, it would change your perception of how we are. But the fact that you don't get to see it, at least, you know, on the average, every, you know, like as much as we do, uh, it affects your perception of what we, you know, are up to, what we look like, what we're, you know, why we sound the way we sound or whatever. I don't know. That's up for you to decide. And I like that mystery. I like having some of the things in there that you know and some of the things that you don't. Like, um, I don't know, the viewer gets to listen to as many episodes as they want, fill in the holes, and then you get to know the whole thing. I've always found that when I've been listening to podcasts, I've always been trying to do the detective work in my head, just listening to everything that they're doing just to paint the whole picture. And I feel like uh, radio as a medium for storytelling, as we are kind of doing, essentially, just in our convoluted way, um, is like the funnest thing you can do. I, I, just, I, I love it. I can't get enough of this. So that's well, like, my rant. I so just kind of even want to let our audience know because I, I don't think they know um and i'm even kind of stunned by it which is uh, we've talked about this you and i have talked about this which yeah. is that you and i don't really know each other no um, oh yeah 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 i actually i was listening back to the last po- i don't want to interrupt i'm gonna let you keep going on this but yeah, i was listening yeah. back to the last podcast and thinking this exact thing that it well you you go on what you're thinking first because I, I had the same kind of <laughs> thought process we we don't we don't so, really know each other so, at all yeah like uh this is one of these like this is what i think about like what the internet was if this like alternate reality like you and i were having the conversation last time with like what's our origin stories how Mm -hmm. do we get on the internet right right but these but these are these are like like one of the other things that i think is really interesting right like so I grew up in Los Angeles and because I grew up in Los Angeles and I grew up in like a large city no matter how big of the world the internet was able to show me i also had like the luxury and privilege of just kind of at some point just stepping outside and looking at the world it was right there right? yeah like right um because it's a world-class yeah city. you didn't so have to watch laguna talking, beach yeah right i didn't have to watch laguna beach i knew those assholes they yeah. were cutting in line at me like in front of me right. like lemonade in santa monica I'm like get the fuck to the back i don't know who you are right like, <laughs> i love it yeah Here's some dipshit. I I teach all day. Get out of my way. (laughs) (laughs) I have a real job. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But like what the internet meant for someone who didn't live in that place, who didn't live in a world-class city, who was the only weirdo in their hometown, who was the only queer person in their hometown, Mm -hmm. who was completely isolated for eight cabillion reasons mm-hmm. that are possible right yeah. like how much more immersive and necessary those other experiences of the internet actually become yes right? because it's like you're you have to be like you can't go to the met right like i couldn't go to the met it was in new york but I, yeah i had the la county museum yeah apart, right so like it's like basically the same fucking thing what's the difference yeah right? so i didn't feel like i was missing out on anything exactly right like the internet showed me all of this other shit that i think was happening behind closed doors in my city but like 
any weird fucking thing that I wanted. Like, I didn't need the dark web. I could just go get drugs outside. Right. No, it's true. And, and I'll, I mean, me, I'll say even for myself, like, I had a, I would have loved to go to all the museums they have in, like, Chicago or New York City or Los Angeles even, like, the Natural History Museums and all those things. If in my childhood, if those, I had access to those things, I would have been there, like, nonstop. But in my life, I didn't have access to those things. So in place of where other people had the experience of, like, going into a museum, etc., I went on to the museum of the internet, essentially. Well, one, when I was a kid, even before I had the internet, I was using a lot of, like, Encarta and uh, what was the other one? Uh, Com- Com- Compton's. Compton's Visual Encyclopedia as well, which is a great CD-ROM encyclopedia. I was a huge fan of that. Um, and that... I don't know. I... I spent my time learning in other ways than other people. And much like everyone else in the world learns in all kinds of different ways. Um, I don't see that as any less than like the, having the museum experience growing up, you know? And I think that, that everyone at home, not that you do, I, I'm not saying that, but uh, anyone at home uh, could, I don't know, the fact that anyone at home could have the same experience that I, well, similar access to information that I had growing up and do, yeah. I don't know. Well, this is like why public libraries are so important, right? Because right. like that's essentially what the library gives you, right? Like, yeah. And I don't mean internet access, right. right? What it gives you is the ability to imagine these other worlds, other locations. Like, yeah. even if it's not like, again, like it doesn't have to be like the Wizard of Oz, it could just be like Rick Steves' Europe. <laughs> Right. You know, like that's yeah. enough to make you go, oh, I could picture myself on a little Vespa running yeah. around Italy, like stupid, right? Right. But, but still. And, and, and you seeing Rick Steves describe his visit to Michelangelo's David and me watching Sister Margaret um, or, or exactly like, you know, discussing, you know, Michelangelo's David does not create a different experience ultimately in our end product of knowing about Michelangelo's David mm-hmm. or Sister Wendy, as it were. Um, uh, that those experiences, uh, we end up, we, we can both, you and I, have a conversation about Michelangelo's David. And I believe that thinking more about that aspect of um, not worrying too much about how information is delivered, except for inf- worrying that the information is delivered. Um, can is a thought process that can be extended to many uh operations out there of all kinds uh communications and otherwise i just really think that um if people were more imaginative with their organic their thinking about where to place messages organically Mm -hmm. they could achieve a lot of success and i think about that a lot as a person who creates a podcast because i want to broadcast my own priorities of things onto the world now that's not saying that i have political motivations or anything like that but that's saying that i can say a lot of things i love to say things without saying what i'm saying and um the more the better because uh tell me you're postmodern without telling me you're postmodern yeah there you go right exactly also, because I don't have the formal education to fully understand what postmodern means, so I don't, um, I only know kind of uh, the era, and even then I couldn't define anything for you, so. And, and so, like, here's what I've discovered, right? Is that, like, as being one of these overeducated dipshits, like. Hey, I respect you greatly. That would be me if I just, you know, had a little motivation. But again, right? Like, I think I've told you this. Like, some of the stupidest people I ever met were at that school. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah. You know um,. Absolutely. You know, anyway, all that as a way of saying, right, like, I don't think they know either, right? Because, like, 
this is kind of the I'll say like the postmodern conundrum is like I don't think you really know it unless you're living it, and if you're mm -hmm. observing it, you're not really living it. Right. Right. Like we have to find this like middle ground of what you and I are doing. Right. Like we're I love observing that. our reality, the world around us, mm -hmm. we're taking it in. But um, even as you say it, I question the, it. the real post the real postmodern problem is making something, doing something, and not just accepting it glibly and going, oh, I guess that's the way it is. Like, no, it's, that's not the way it is. Like, yes. that's the way it is. That's not the way it has to be, right? Like, exactly. And many, yes, many people are frequently in our world mistaking things for the way it currently is, for the way that it has to be, for no other reason than they've never seen anything else, or at least their imagination isn't um, enabling them to see greater um, horizons. Uh, and then hence the yeah. need to envision alternate realities. Right? And, and like, spend our time within them. In a literal way. Yeah. And yeah. spend our time within them through reality television or, you know, like uh, I did as I was growing up as a kid, um, playing a lot of video games um, and living in alternate realities, which is no, no, no different. And that's not to say that video gaming is any different than reading a book even because it's not in, in terms of spending your time and getting something out of it. I mean, I spend a lot of time video gaming still and i find it well, very I mean, and meditative again, practice. also if you think about the kinds of video games right like mm -hmm. like super mario world isn't really making you envision a, like a different world right it's just yeah it's fun it's fantasy it's game it's like pure saccharine sugar i guess yeah right? there's no like other than like basic stick up for your friends we all are a team together yeah. kind of a story right but like uh, that's not true with a, a lot of very modern video games where yeah, there's like even the Sims storylines and character conflict, right? Like I spent a lot of time playing The Sims. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a super fan. I play it on the PlayStation because I think it's the easiest way to play it, and I have all the expansions and stuff. And I'm completely actually, I would say it's my number one like single player game that I, I spend time playing. And I would say, if not for any other reason, then I love analyzing its systems and looking at its systems in relation with real life, and then seeing how successful at this point after 20 something years of iterations they've been at, they've become at even through just this sims 4 through from where it started to today is a completely different game um as they've come with life simulation and it's it's really amazing it's like uh it's like building the tiny model ship but instead of building the tiny model ship you're building like a, a few very specific interconnected personalities that you're gonna like prod and pick at as if you would like a lab experiment and to me um the the level of realism and also i would say social equality that they brought to the game just over even the iteration of the sims 4 like the every option that you'd want in real life that you want to play with is pretty much there at this point and um and i find it infinitely amusing to just create scenarios and, and enact them and keep up with my ceo who's like in love with the you know mischief maker who's trying to like who's like a world villain or something like that like i love these things it always makes me happy to uh, get people at the top of the ladder and then marry them to someone who's like completely different or like uh get them in some kind of they have some kind of i don't know scenario going on i like these uh, dickensian scenarios yeah yeah absolutely like... yeah it's all about or or even uh, breaking up the marriage you get them to the top of their career you break them up you get someone new in there and um I, I as a person I like playing I like having like a you know I have a headcanon when I play I think a lot of people do this is this is very similar to and I'm just going to go off on a huge tangent here I think this is this is uh this is like role playing for someone who wants to create a social scenario and watch it enacted kind of in their own way like I don't know I love it 
I love it. I love uh, building robots to live in the house. I love having uh, a butler to like clean up the food so I don't have to worry about cleaning up the food. I just want to make the food. Um, I want to collect frogs, but I want to collect frogs in a way where I don't have to mess with frogs, <laughs> actual frogs. So I don't know. It's all fun. It's all fun in games. Um, the Sims is a real uh, thing that I love. And uh, that started you, way before reality Did you reality ever television. see Rick and Morty? Yeah. Like, not to be that person. No, no, no. You're allowed to say that. I, I dictate that this space... No, this is a safe space. This is a safe space to talk about that here. Um, I have... Yeah, continue, please. Yeah, I, I have, um, yes. Do you remember the clip where they're all playing that virtual sim? They're, they're playing like a... It's like their parody of The Sims. But yeah, it's, it's, and and Rick takes him off grid, and he's like, he's yes. playing his character without a yes. social security number. Yeah, he, he burned his social security card. Yeah, I love that. Like, yeah, like he just burned off his fingertips. I don't remember what the other terms, <laughs> right? But it yeah. was shit like that, right? Yeah. Like, but I, like, I, I think that's really interesting too, right? Like, uh, yeah. Um, like, and I say this because, like, uh, many many years ago, um. Uh, a friend, uh, her dad was a uh, uh, was in the Air Force and was a retired Air Force pilot. And his job, he's, he's still in the Air Force, but he was like a, retired as a pilot. But his job was to train pilots in the simulator. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I would go over to her house, it's like her dad's like fucking simulator setup was there, right? Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, he was always like, oh, do you want to try it? Do you want to see it? And, like, I was like, yeah, right? Like, it's a simulator. Like, nothing can happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't crash anything. Like, totally. For sure. Um, and I was like, yeah, this is really fun. I don't think I would ever want to actually do this. <laughs> you know? Like, I like I had fun for, like, 20 minutes and then, like, lost interest. It was like playing pinball, you know? Like, for me. And so, but what that told me, right, was that I couldn't be an Air Force pilot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Simulated experiences can absolutely provide real, real education and stuff like that, or even just insight into someone else's uh, uh, life or whatever. I mean, I actually spend a lot, it's funny you mentioned that, I actually spend a lot of time in Microsoft Flight Simulator just using like a controller. I love flying around all the local areas. The most recent one they have, you don't have, you know, it's all like in the cloud. It has really up to date like uh, scenery on the ground. It's amazing. I can fly over and see my own house where I live. It's, It's totally wild. Um, but like Microsoft Flight Simulator, I would probably adore because I would have the right amount of like attention span. Yeah. And also, you, you will notice that I just put myself in downtown Santa Fe. Oh, I love this. This I, is I've great. For, this is great. I see the I see the Lensic there. There's the Lensic. Yeah. And I see. Let's see what else can I see. Yeah. There's the church, and there's the is. Let's see. Oh, what's on the right there? Uh, let me see over here. Let's yeah, see. There's the Lensic. Is the entrance, I'm not, well, you can't see where I'm pointing, but the entrance, yeah, kind of where your fingers are, is the entrance to Desert Dogs is the little alley, that little spot there, you go up the stairs. Hold on, let me point at the balcony of Desert Dogs. Hold on, there it is, right here. Yeah, exactly. Terrible job, it's weird. I love that. That's great. There's the Desert Dogs. This is wonderful. Here, you can look at, you can look over here. You can see I still have some daylight. It's much bright, it's overblown. I can't tap on the thing, but. Um, that's it's raining. Here, I'll open, I'll open this. So you can see outside. It'll open fancily by itself. Um, anyway, but yes. like we could, I, I we could, like I could take a screen cap of this, and like this is what's really funny, right? Is that like I'm in Santa Fe, but I'm not in Santa Fe right now. Yeah, I'm in Santa Fe. Like I'm not actually. where I'm saying that I am. I'm right? in Santa Fe it's, right now. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, Mike Myers. It, it's it's Wayne's World being in Delaware. <laughs> you know what's really funny? I actually thought that we could pretend to travel. Uh, or on top of that, I do want to do that. But uh, I mean, I, I I think like it would be funny if we just lied about where we were sometimes. <laughs> like, why not? I, I mean, it would. I mean, I'm here. I'm I'm in Florida right now. But like, I don't know. Uh, we could take well, an. That's al- what's funny. We could take an Australian tour without actually going anywhere. You know. I'm supposed to be like in New Orleans next week, you know, yeah. which is why we won't, we won't be recording because I'll be right. in New Orleans. But that tells me then that maybe we should just, uh, uh, maybe uh, we just finish recording here, mm-hmm. press pause, mm-hmm. and pretend it's next week. I like that. Pretend I'm in New Orleans and be like, oof, just arrived. Haven't gotten to do a thing yet. Okay. Well... <laughs> I could press pause right now. We've been recording for 37 minutes, and I think actually our intro content was pretty interesting. We could pull the plug any minute. How about this, Kathy? I'll tell you this. We keep your plan. We put a pin on it for any time in this episode. You tell me when you want to end the episode, and we'll start a new one right then for next week. Okay? Okay. What's really funny is that I also think that if I actually am in New Orleans next week, okay, now I want to book time so that we can edit them together and we won't, our audience won't know which parts we recorded today and then okay. which parts we recorded next week. Maybe that's too complicated. I know that audio wise. Maybe we do the easiest thing, which is none of those things. Uh-huh. But make people think that we did them. Way. That's even better. You know what? Because that requires no work, but makes people think we did work, and they'll never know if we did or not, because I'm such a good producer. That's great. There we go. That's right. And you're such a great so, actor. So. so now that we've covered all those bases, <clears> yeah, so since so, so now, so since you're in New Orleans, Kathy, how's it going in New Orleans? How's, how's your trip been treating you? Oh, it's delightful. Of course, very humid here. Yeah. Um, unlike where I was earlier yeah. last week mm-hmm. in Santa Fe, my home. Yeah. Um, now I'm here in New Orleans where the humidity is the opposite of 10%, so mm-hmm. 90%, like yeah. all the time. It's, oh, it's, it's, isn't it wild? Though? Hot. I know you're down yeah, here with me hot. in the South, Kathy. I know it's, it's down, you're down in my region in the South right now. So, so I know that the humidity is really treating you, treating you bad. It's raining down here. Can you believe it's raining today? It's red, the whole South down here, the whole Gulf Coast. It's raining. We have an afternoon thunderstorm. Are you loving that rain over there? Is it really treating yeah, you right? And, Just a different and, uh, attitude, different climate? I, I'm I'm just so unused to this these uh, immediate torrential downpours where we have to run and take cover. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, there's many Sazerac bars to choose from here, so <laughs> yeah, we're not having any we're not having any difficulty staying dry. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Of dry. How many different <laughs> Manhattans have you had down there yet? How have you had several? How many different kinds of Luxardo cherries have been in the Manhattans down there? Oh, I mean, I, I feel like I've lost count. I feel like uh, yeah. you may as well have asked me how many crawfish I've had. <laughs> <laughs> have they lowered anyone in a giant shoe from a balcony yet, um, as they Not are yet. want to do I in mean, but, New Year's Eve? It looks like I, 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 might, I, might be, I might have signed up for such a thing. Okay, yeah, we'll, well, please, uh, let, me, let me know if you get into that. I know you've just arrived. I know we've just begun recording uh, in, you know, this week's program. Um, so you'll have to... Uh, You'll have to let me know everything that happens after you've you've just arrived well, looking, and we start recording. I'm really looking forward to making some audio recordings of like some parades if any of them are. Yeah. Happening. Oh, beautiful. Please, mm-hmm. please do. That would be amazing. And then it'll be like that Les Blank uh, video that his little his little film. Um, I don't know the for the Criterion film heads. If you go on there, I believe yeah. they have like 
eight billion less less blank documentary vignette mm-hmm. thingies, and they have a couple on New Orleans. Those are very pleasant. So, okay. you know, you can also put those on for an immersive experience. I mean, and maybe, you know, actually, I think that's also a pretty good uh, way to describe some of Les Blanc's uh, documentaries, because they're like immersive, like they put you there in a way that like, it's not just like a narrative being told. Hmm. Um, so that's kind of interesting. interesting. Yeah, I'll definitely, yeah. I'll definitely take a look into that. That sounds fascinating. I'm always into like, um, uh, film history. So, um, Hey, well, so you know, to continue a little bit of our conversation from last week, from last week, yeah, yeah, regarding the uh, what's your call it, the uh, the the alternative realities that mm-hmm. are real and how we create these immersive experiences. I mean, I know that last week we didn't even really mention Meow Wolf, even though of course they're like a big deal here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something I've been wanting to talk about for a little while. Not necessarily my the specific connection to it, although we can definitely get into that at some point, but. Um, I, I would like to think about this, right? Like we have, and I'll explain, I'll start with Meow Wolf and then we can branch off from there. So in Santa Fe, um, there is a conceptual, uh, let's, let's say it's a mini theme park, the size of a bowling alley. We've slightly described how George R. R. Martin is connected to its financial aspects, but let's just focus on the place itself in this conversation. The, uh, Meow Wolf is a, is a, basically a house sort of built inside of a bowling alley, which has sort of, let's say, a bordering area around the front and back of it that are uh, essentially a separate space. It's designed so that it feels as if while walking through a venue, this place with this house and such, and all these little side side compartments and surprising rooms and areas, um, that as you walk into each room, you're kind of entering like a different dimension, a different space entirely. And essentially in the center of the space, it really does go to the full extent of the metaphor. And, and there's a portal to other dimensions, etc. cetera. Um, and now that started in Santa Fe, but now there's like a bunch of other locations. There's Denver, there's uh, Santa, there's um, Phoenix, Vegas, Vegas. Exactly. There's one going to Washington DC, I believe. Yes. And they are expanding. I believe the last time I had any inside information about anything, um, that we were talking about well over 10 locations and, um, yeah, they, uh, they just announced a couple of more, okay. uh, like official announcements. I think one in Dallas. Okay. That, and think? that means that in Portland too, maybe is on that list, but I know, I think the last time I was up to date was like 2017, which means that they were probably progressed much farther than those plans. So I, I don't know, maybe it, it coming to a town near you is basically how I would address it. Um, in any case, uh, I really feel like you get a lot of the real, I mean, a lot of people worked really hard. A lot of Santa Fe artists specifically worked very hard on building that space. They originally worked on this uh, kind of half of a pirate ship sliced open kind of deal. It get, I got a lot of, uh, they started uh, as a local art collective here yeah, in town. Yeah, and, 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 and an art collective made of locals, which I think is kind of yeah, also critical. Key, key. A lot of them from like uh, the lo- a lot of them knew each other from like high school, like in town mm-hmm. even. So, and uh, a key a key element of of this story as well is a little bit of the um, if you know the Steve Steve Wozniak Steve Jobs kind of kind of disparate split that they had when they were 
working at, at old Apple, you have kind of like the creative design genius and you have like the person who's like, I'm going to run the business. There was a little bit of that dynamic happening. I think I don't want to like overstate the profundity of the situation, but a little bit of that kind of dynamic happening with Meow Wolf. When it first began, there was a creative spirit and there was a ruthless business kind of dude. And uh, yeah, it was very DIY as a yeah like, aesthetic. Yeah. And it, it, it switched and flipped as soon as the creative person basically was removed from the equation through uh, causes uh, related to life ending. And um, essentially, the person who controlled the business aspect didn't really understand, in my opinion, uh, what the hell was going on or what it was or what it was for or what it was trying to be or the point of Meow Wolf at all. And it created this other kind of thing, which let's say doesn't even matter. The point of what I'm trying to get to is that the idea that they've created is not unique in any way. And I believe that as much as the uh, escape room space has expanded, Meow Wolf can be done literally anywhere. And if any real estate investor, not that they should ever do anything like this, if any developer had any idea or wanted to turn something that's not good into a good space, I think you could very easily turn an old mall you know, I mean, it should turn into housing. But let's say you weren't going to do that. You could very easily turn a mall or an old space or an old warehouse or whatever into uh, what I think would be very fascinating as a concept of a uh, an altered reality space, much like Meow Wolf, but without all the pretense and without all the kind of like... Uh, you don't, you don't need all that. A lot of that is completely ignored by the audience anyway, and they, a lot of them just want to take a, a cool picture, like for Instagram or whatever. But the reason well, I, I want to I want to mention yeah. this immediately to you is because uh, outside of Dallas at the Grapevine Mills Mall, mm -hmm. that is where the new Meow Wolf location is going to be. So in the Zoom chat, I just dropped you mm, an article to the Santa Fe New Mexican. Um, I can I can DM it to you too if that's a little easier. I gotcha. Um, yeah, but um, yeah. Um, so they are going to put it in the mall. Wow. Which, uh, so you weren't, uh... Wow. You weren't Wait, is this May 23rd? This has really just happened. Wow. This literally just happened, like, last week. Yeah. Holy this is what shit. I said. They, like, just announced a bunch of locations. I mean, well, I about really that? pay attention, except until right now that you said, like, what if they were in a mall? And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> well, how about this? Um, Meow Wolf being in a mall is, is an exciting idea. But I would say this. Any other person out there with an old space you want to redevelop, you could very easily create what I believe is the future of unused real estate, which is spaces for people to do things in that are, you know, unusual or different or unexpected. And it, and you, you, local creative, anywhere, any kind of thing that you do can be a part of it. And you can even start your own group and do the exact same thing the Owl did. In fact, they made a documentary about it, uh, about how to do it the wrong way, I would say. But you can take away every lesson that you need from that documentary. Um, business investment. Uh, advertisement, marketing, and otherwise. And if you want to learn anything else about it, you can go read the 4,000 articles that the Santa Fe New Mexican has written about Meow Wolf in the last eight years. So, um, seriously, it's a wealth of information, and anyone could create basically the next uh, wave of, uh, you know, escape room space usage by doing something like that. Nothing special so about Meow Wolf, nothing unique about it. My mind. Here's another one. Um, 
for because I'm down here in New Orleans at the moment mm -hmm. uh, for, uh, to kind of make this connection to a documentary. There is a documentary called Closed mm. for Storm, and I think I've mentioned it before because I think it's really, really interesting. But I think when I mentioned it before, I mentioned it in the context of like um, like housing, okay. <laughs> like the portrayal of cities. Okay. Like cities as characters, I think yeah. is the last time that that like I brought this one up okay. because like it, the fact that it's occurring in New Orleans is very critical mm. to the, like kind of the storytelling, right? Because okay. it's uh, the story starts pre-Katrina. We see some Katrina, and then we like the real story is kind of everything after, right? Like that's where I think the bulk of the story is. But for that reason, like new orleans as seen is very important so uh anyway that being said um it tells the story of jazz land um amusement park okay which was being redeveloped and kind of re-brought up uh so jazz land would have been like the equivalent of Cliffs Amusement Park in in, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Mm, okay. uh, for locals, by locals, right? Like family friendly, like, yeah, sure, attracts tourism because like if a tourist is there, it might be something that they do, but really more about like, this is something that's here for the community, right? Uh, usually if people are going to New Orleans, they're probably not necessarily going to an amusement park, mm -hmm. right? So, um, I guess it was being redeveloped, remade pretty and stuff when Katrina happened. And of course, undoing all of that stuff, ah. the area becomes blighted. And it's like, it's like heartbreaking because everyone was like, hey, we're going to have it back again. And then it was like a complete like demoralization. It gets like bought out by venture capital and like, you know, Six Flags gets it. And then it's like, how are they going to do it? How are we going to invest all the infrastructure to fix it back up? It's post-Katrina, et cetera, et cetera. And then we see the rest of the story and how it unfolds. But this is also one of the things that we talk a lot about here in a place like Santa Fe, which is like, again, very small, 80,000 people, but um, high tourist area, which is about how do you, much like Lake Tahoe, how do you maintain a community of locals here? That's like some, that how do you yeah. keep something that's really just for the community, right? Like, um, yeah. that isn't a, and I think about that, like in, in LA, in California, we had things like Raging Waters or like, you know, like, which are like the water theme parks and stuff, right? Yeah. Those, those weren't exactly tourist attractions. Right. You know, they were where teens went to go hang out, right? Like, and sure, it attracted kind of teens from around the area, but nobody was coming from like texas like oh we came all the way over here for the water park like, yeah no you didn't like you yeah. went to disneyland so go over there right like <laughs> yeah and so like that's kind of what i mean like the vibe is different between the water park versus disneyland and like meow wolf started as having the vibe of the water park and now has the vibe of disneyland yeah yeah it's kind of where i'm at yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, you know, going there um, as soon as I could, you know, a week or two after it opened or whatever, and and, um, and just having this whole experience, and it blew my mind, and, and then um, went there a bunch of times with a lot of people as they visited Santa Fe, and dwelled on it a bunch, and then did business with them, and then, you know, I, I honestly, my opinion wasn't changed by doing business, business with them at all. Um, it's just since, like, since, you know, since then, like, every decision they made has kind of been 
confusing to me from an outsider perspective um, for a number of reasons. Uh, and, and, and I would say, yes, my opinion is definitely affected by knowing people on the inside of it, which is a kind of a unique position, I guess, or definitely n probably no one else listening really knew anyone then, but, um, they were not treated well for a number of reasons. The people who started like people who were like working under the people who started the business. And I would say the second and third wave of employees essentially that were then hired and fired and hired and fired again before they became like the, um, kind of traded uh, like privately traded like venture capital slush thing that they basically are now it, it's it's very it, you do your own research if you're fully interested but there's a lot to uncover and i guarantee that there's a lot that hasn't been uncovered only because people haven't been paying enough attention to it and yes the santa fe new mexican has been following their development but uh i don't know i think there's it's, some it's, there's some stories PR left untold work. Mm -hmm. The Santa Fe New Mexican does PR work. Yes, they, they do. do. Yes, they do. It's fluff, so they don't. They don't. They, they don't do any uh, any truth to power. Yes. There's no muckraking going no. on. Um, there is mudslinging at a variety of politicians. Kind of equal opportunity, though. I kind of feel like they kind of hate all of them, which is fair, actually. But yeah. I also kind of feel like the what the kind of critique that they give is also not like worth really worthwhile most of the time it's very i don't even i'll say tabloidy yeah and i and and uh, and now you know our uh reality issues with santa fe media a place where uh, kathy is definitely not right now she is in new orleans enjoying that beautiful heat tell me kathy have you had a beignet yet no, however, we are not so far from Café du Monde, so we are looking forward to uh, getting there probably tomorrow morning. Mm, awesome. Um, and, you know, bright and early, beat the crowds. Yeah, you'll have to post, you know, post beignet. This is, a, th this is late evening here in... Um, in, in New Orleans, Louisiana. Yeah, it is. Where I exactly. Am it is 7.08 in both of our time zones right now. How about that? I think... Um, wait no it's uh 6 p.m where you are it's 7 p.m where i that's am that's right i am in yes that's right. I, I i just had to look at my other watch that i'm yeah i'm currently exactly i am currently doing the uh synchronized swatches thing i am wearing a multitude of clocks so that i can you know know what's happening and where yeah it's very important to keep track of the time when you're traveling um th from from state to state in a short amount of time um, yeah, there in New Orleans. I will be, you know, very. I have been very careful and responsible, and made sure to follow all um, uh, traffic and uh, state laws as we cross from state line to state line. Yes, and Certainly if you're not gonna fuck around in Texas, let me tell you, as we have to, we're, <laughs> exactly. we're gonna road trip, so we're gonna. Oh, okay, drive. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Actually, I'll be tweeting yeah. about this probably as soon as we finalize our itinerary. But we're gonna drive, or we have driven. <laughs> yeah all that driving you'll you'll you, you've done already Oof. think about it Oof. Oof. your arms are tired right yeah <laughs> and uh, uh I, I i will have already tweeted about my itinerary by the time that this episode is released. i guarantee yeah and and by the time that uh this joke is over um neither of us are going to know where we are or what's happening um and next no, but we're gonna splice in some <laughs> shit from next week and you know well maybe you know then then they'll have to be like wait was she joking 
We'll see. Maybe we'll see. she was in the future and she only pretended to fuck that up. Or maybe I really will split them into two episodes exactly where we said. And we are telling the truth. Or maybe all three are true and you are very lost, the listener, and that's fine with me. So. Yeah, you know what's the other one is we could just post this next week. <laughs> Actually, I love that idea. Reality is a journey. Reality <laughs> is a journey. And uh, what journey is... Um, what journey is complete without a trip to California? And what trip to California is complete without a trip to uh, Los Angeles? And what trip to Los Angeles is not complete without a trip to the beach? And the interests of the beach, I present to you, Kathy, um, a show that I have been devouring all day and I'm proud to uh, present to you. First, I'm just gonna let the couple minutes roll. I've taken two pages full written of tiny little notes um, and now I'm gonna play this clip for you. First, I'm going to turn the volume on said clip so that you can hear it. There we go. This is where it all happened. Laguna Beach, California, a small town in the OC where I grew up. I just finished my senior year of high school, a year I'll never forget. I'm really going to miss my friends, especially my best friend, Love. No matter how crazy it got this year, I could always count on Love. That's Christina. She's the Reverend's daughter. No, really, she is. There's Morgan. Her goal is to save herself with the right guy. That's Trey. I guess you could say he was the serious one, but he also had the best party house in Laguna. That guy on the surfboard, that's Talon. He's a junior and he's hooked up with most of the girls at our school, twice. That, that would be Kristen, another junior. Wherever Kristen went, drama followed. She thinks she's hot. Okay, I guess she is, but she can't stand me. Here's the reason why. Steven. I guess he's kind of her boyfriend, but Steven and I have been really close forever. We're even going to college together in San Francisco. Kristen's the wrong girl for him. I'm just waiting for him to figure it out. Oh, and me? I'm Lauren. My friends call me Elsie. I've always been the nice girl, but this year, I realize sometimes you just have to go after what you want. And all this drama started at the black and white party. Okay. Oh yeah, I'm gonna let you listen to this beautiful music. I think this is Lauren Conrad singing. It's possible. Laguna Beach. So, the real Orange County was its subtitle, uh, by the way. This is uh, the episode called A Black and White Affair. This is season one, episode one. It covers basically uh, Lauren Conrad and her friends, who at this time, um, I'll go over the cast if I cover the episode, the show again, which I most definitely will. I'm already committed to watching all three seasons of the show. Um, it's formational in reality world, and I'll go over why as we go through the episode. But for now, um, let's just listen to a little bit more. I think that the setup of the episode kind of explains what's going on in the, the show at large. 
Kathy, try to think about what a trophy wife aristocrat party uh, looks like, but don't answer. Kristen now. She's in the pool. She's in she's she's in the she's broadcasting from the pool like I'll be in the future. get into with this show is that this show is your uh what's the word for that archetypal it's archi- i don't know i don't know what that word is archetypal gotcha. yeah. yes Good okay enough. yeah no we're readers yeah it is that reality television show for this kind of reality television show although i would say that its origin really is the year that it is airing really makes it the reality television show like it's before kardashians like i said so in terms of creating a formula then it's two or three years before kardashians i think um and this is the show that the hills spins off of which is a more popular show eventually but although many people did watch laguna beach i am um the dialogue that you have heard in the beginning and the dialogue that you will hear if you watch the first two episodes like i have very very recently um you're gonna think for a second. You're gonna think this isn't this isn't interesting to me. This is some California, some rich, privileged California kids doing their thing. And yes, it is all those things. But uh, what you're really seeing here, I think, is you're seeing teenage relationships unshackled and unburdened by like uh, by by I don't know class almost somehow. There's something to take away from this that I'm seeing that I've never seen before, and like a. a, a they're letting teens have relationships in a way that no other television show lets teens have relationships. I guess that's what I'm saying. And what it is is it looks a lot. It looks a lot like 18 and 19 year old, 20 year olds, probably you know, as they age up or whatever. It looks like, uh, I don't know. It's like if you could imagine them making the Jersey Shore, but about teens, 
but without all like the let's let them get saucy it's mostly just about like let's see what these like i don't know rich teens get up to but through that lens there's really something to take away that other shows don't have because it's like uh they're really they're letting these kids plant parties and do all the things that any adult would do in los angeles except i don't know to me it's eye-opening to you probably not but um it's fascinating to observe from anyone's perspective i assume yeah so like so like this is also what's interesting too right because it's like um yes like even though this was like at my back door right Mm -hmm. like Yeah. yeah i could go to laguna beach right like again the reality is the hard reality is yeah. that um but i couldn't access those spaces really really not the way those people could access those spaces one because i not just cause, like class differences race differences right but like here's mm-hmm. the most obvious one i'm not being followed around by a fucking camera crew right? yes <laughs> yeah because I'll, because right that's also what what we kind of learn is this kind of type of show goes on which is that winds up being the thing that gets you entry and access into spaces is if you have a fucking camera crew following you around. Hmm. Yeah, that's right? actually like, very much worth thinking about, yeah. It happened for the Kardashians, right? Like, I mean, we, we can even say on some level, like, and I, I, I don't know that I completely agree with what I'm about to say, but it's like, I think like an angle of it, maybe it's a smidgen of it, right? It's like, because they had cameras following them around, that helped in some way to, uh, I'll say maybe kind of launder her reputation a little bit right because like for for a lot of people in the public eye anyway right there was a lot of um kind of talking downness about her as we've mentioned many many times right this disdain that people have towards uh kim kardashian generally speaking because she started this like a this sex tape getting leaked right yeah um but then it's like no but she's like she's like a hollywood celeb and like she's friends with paris and there's like cameras following her around right yeah, and exactly. we all want to be her right so like it, it kind of laundered her reputation um in some way and again I, I don't i don't really like that phrasing right because it it kind of implies that she had a reputation to launder and it like implies it implies that no one can yeah. ever redeem themselves yeah right you know like and and so i i'm uncomfortable with the phrase but, but i understand you know, it I, communicates I, what you're saying mm-hmm. for sure yeah um but that said right like um you know like like here in you know the they're, they're like in orange county they're going you know they're kind of in posh locations and things of that sort right like yeah it's, There's something also incredibly corny about it, right? Like, oh, I mean, look, I just totally. put myself in a fucking luxury hotel from Laguna Beach, actually, in my Zoom background. Because, of course, here I am in New Orleans. <laughs> I'm not actually in Laguna Beach. But, you know, yeah. right now I'm in Laguna Beach. Right, you are in Laguna Zoom Beach. It's true. Says you are, says I am, you know? Like, yeah. No, I, I love this. Um, well, how about... But it's corny. This is like, this is like what, like corny people think being rich and famous is it's 100 percent fucking mcmansion yeah. bullshit that's and, like not what and to is. that point even then on top of all of that that's what old money would people would say that new money people are doing and that then even if they had the same amount of dollars and assets in their bank account and whatever they're still like having this class war between like oh well i've had this money for two generations or three generations and you just come upon this and even though in our eyes we might even see the person in the you new know, with the new money as more respectable because they've maybe invented their own thing or done something on their own uh you know uh, 
and maybe even in their world, they should see that as someone self-made as more uh, value or interest or knowledge or some kind of access to the world than they themselves are just sitting on this pile of money. They should have some conversation. I don't know. But still, no, they're always looked down upon. Um, but it just goes to show you that um, everything is fucked up. And uh, <laughs> riding the ladder just you just puts you to the top part of the ladder. It just doesn't get you anywhere. Um, also, like, uh, again, like, depending on like like kids who grew up in the orange county area like yeah they had like kind of hedonistic access right like probably get really good coke right yeah um speaking of humanistic i have something about that later um but there's something about like but these but these kids are like i mean you know and i i I, this is gonna make me sound like i grew up way more street than i actually did because i grew up in the suburbs I grew up in the suburbs of LA. Like I, I don't. I certainly don't. I mean, listen to me, right? <laughs> <laughs> Can't get that uh, voice in Florida. I sound more like I'm from Laguna Beach than I'm from East LA, and yeah, that's where I was born, right? So like, uh, but that said, I grew again. I grew up in the suburbs. So I'm very bougie, right? So again, I don't yeah. want to make myself sound like I'm from the streets, but like. You know, I was like street adjacent. Well, let's 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 borrow another one of your perspectives here. Let's say this as an LA resident. Can you tell me a little bit about Laguna Beach as a as a place that teens would be living in? Can, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Laguna Beach is one more of these suburban hellscapes. Okay. It just happens to be posh and by the beach. Okay. Right. So. Um, like where Santa Monica is like a party town and like things like that, like Orange County is very uptight. Okay. Right. Like Orange County, very conservative also. Right. So like, um, yeah, these are, these, these people all probably have like, like pretty nice size yachts in a Harbor. Ah, Like not like, not like crazy money, right? Like not like Bezos yachts, right? right? But like you know, like they, uh, they, they had an architect design their house. It's yeah. called a yacht. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's a not boat, a boat. Right? Yeah, it's called it's a, a yacht. yacht. You know, so <laughs> that's the um, distinction. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but they're still not like this. Still isn't like the poshest area of California. Right. right. This still isn't like they're still not like Beverly Hills. They're still not Bel Air. They're still not right. even like uh, Palo Alto. So right? we're still talking In like Northern California. We're talking the upper middle class of the L.A. upper class types. OK. Yeah. OK. And so there's an aspirational aspect. Right. And again, yeah. even if they've been inheriting the money, even if they made the money, it's still somewhat new, probably. Yes. Right. It's not generational. They're, they're not like like Thurston Howell the third (laughs) yeah right so there's probably like there's probably a a bunch of even like jet skis in the fucking like driveway you know or at least in the garage right in the storage unit um very white um and, and very preppy okay um you know uh a lot of surfing, Just a lot of people like, into surfing, a lot of like surf uh, heads. Probably not there actually. Probably okay. a bunch of posers. Ah, uh, like who mm. are driving around with surfboards uh, on their on their shit, you know. A lot like, of like, let's ha- take some surfing lessons, but then like never surf, kind of a yeah. Okay. Right, you know the kinds of people who wind up selling their surfboard back to the surf shop after a year. 
because they never fucking used it right well, like at this point we got we got um we got lc lauren conrad and we got steven at this point working in surf shops and basically they're in the surf shops and i wonder if that's an interesting point because the editors actually make a point to be like oh nobody ever comes into these surf shops so like i don't know if it's like a make work for your kids kind of situation or what's going on with those surf shops but um let me well, depending on where they are right so like here's the other one right like for california and a surf shop is like very it's like saying like bodega right like oh. there's a huge difference yeah. between the like quicksilver retailer mm-hmm. which is still seen like going to the abercrombie or going to the mall right versus like no this is where like an actual surfer goes to like replace a fin get a new leash buy the wax like mm-hmm. uh where you actually get fitted for a wetsuit right where you go and someone has expertise enough to tell you about different temperatures different areas of the coast like yeah. different thicknesses like summer suits spring suits winter suits like when do you need booties uh, which beaches have rocks right like um that kind of shit like yeah actual expertise of like tides tide charts like how to read it where do i go like wow. guaranteed those motherfuckers didn't know any of that shit they're just saying that bikini looks really cute oh yeah which is, you need one totally but that goes underneath your wetsuit you know like exactly and let me tell you this let me play this little getting all upset no i love this let me play this no i can sense a surfer within let me let me play a little bit of this clip here and then i'm going to play a clip about surfing as well when i find it as soon as i turn the We're seeing a palm tree brought by a crane into a backyard. Keep going, keep going. That should be about square with the hole right there. We're just dropping a palm into uh, my backyard right now. Hey, Steven. Where are you dead at? Um, I don't know. He's somewhere measuring stuff. Shut up. He has to do that kind of stuff? My dad's the architect. He's going to do all that fun stuff. I think he's drowsing. It's more to be an architect than just drawing it. Do you wear hard hats? No. It's kind of random. People are going to trip over that so much. What? Right there. Oh, it doesn't stay that way. Dude, you have the sickest view of, like, anybody I know. Come on. So they're admiring Lauren's dad's house, um, who is... It's definitely a house up at the top of the hills, um, which will, of course, lead into the next uh, sequel program, but um, it's quite a view. It has to be one of the best views you could possibly afford. Awesome. Sister's room. <gasps> and my room. Is your room the best? Of course. Of course. I think my bed goes here. So Where? You're, you're on my bed. Nice. I have two closets. Shut up. Oh, yeah, this is my clothes up. closet, and that one's my shoe and purse closet. It's nice. Done. Done. Dude, this thing is so gnarly. This reminds me of the houses on the OC. <laughs> that is reality television referencing the show that they're like, hmm, what if we made a reality version of the OC? Oh my god. Maybe this is the jacuzzi? The only people are down the beach right now. No, the jacuzzi's over there. Mm. Let's go sit in the jacuzzi. <laughs> like, it's gonna be so nice. 
Oh, I just like my old one. Jets right now. I can just shit this. Just... Ah. <laughs> so let's check in on the. We're gonna pause there. I'm gonna pull up episode two since we were talking about surfing. I'm gonna pull that into what we were going on about here. This program is um, entertaining in a way that I haven't really been entertained by other reality show programs so far. Um, I don't know exactly how to describe it, but I find it very um, like low key, kind of like chill because there's, I don't know, they're teens on a reality program and their life, it's nothing, I don't think anything bad can happen. I just don't think they'll even put something bad like on the show. So um, I don't know, I find it pretty interesting so far. Let's see the surfing. Here we go. Down, just like one, two, three. Stand up. It's as easy as that. One up. Okay. Hold it so one up, two, bring this foot back right there, and then three, drag this forward. Bam, and then stand up. Okay. The thing about like being like such a crazy place like this, you gotta be aware of like everyone else around you. It's not as not hard. Just like you watch out for people, people watch out for you. What are you gonna be doing? I'll be taking some ways too, but I'll mostly be pushing you in. It's going a lot. This is a scene interrupting where um, uh, someone was interested to learn that they did not get into BYU. They did not get in. So I'm going to skip that. Back to surfing. Surfing didn't go great so far. So what did you think? Well, man, I didn't really do much. If we go again, you have to promise me that you actually like, want to do it. Just, just don't like waste our time. Okay, sorry for wasting your time, Sam. You're wasting my time. It seemed like you're wasting your time. Okay, whatever. Well, then I don't like it. <laughs> you want to go? <laughs> Kristen found out she didn't like uh, surfing. There you go. That's that's what I brought so far. Um, it 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 it, it uh, when what you said immediately reminded me of that, and I just had to play it because it was basically describe what you describe, like to the T. Um, Stephen uh, works at a surf shop. Took someone surfing that who thought they were going to be like totally into it. Got the surfboard, everything you could tell, like it is all, and then that was it. One time done. No surfing, even though you live in like a surf town and your whole identity is like surfing, etc. Um, there you go. It, it all. No, it's like, and, and you could. So, so I'll say this: like the tourist who goes down to Venice Beach mm-hmm. and rents a twenty-dollar surfboard mm-hmm. that's basically just a piece of styrofoam with painted stripes on it, mm-hmm. like, and just like just fucks off into the water and just like is like, oh, see what happens has a more authentic surf experience than any of these dipshits on the show. I love that. Like, and that's just true, right? Like, because this is like a bad identity to them, right? right. Like, um, 
you know, it's it's like it's like the surfer coat. Like it's just like it's like it's like the difference between like it, it's well, this is true about any subculture, I think, right? Like you can always tell who's like actually in yeah. and participating in that subculture, and you can tell who isn't, right? Because like you you, it's not just about like the lingo, right? It's about like the whole deal right so like you can say like oh i know where all of these secret surf spots are but then someone's gonna be like yeah so how how was it when you were on those waves and then you're gonna ah. be like it's gonna be like a virgin trying to describe touching boobs like it's just exactly oh, they felt so, they felt like sandbags i think hikers have an have a similar kind of uh <laughs> yeah, i like that one i think hikers have a similar kind of uh, relationship where they're like trying to be like oh have you really been up on baldy have you really been to tent rocks etc and they're going to ask you some things and uh i never lied about that but i knew people that did that would get caught saying stuff like that it's kind of funny um and instead it's totally just fine to be like no i hate the water because like any real surfer also knows like it's a dangerous fucking place like most people should probably not get in the water actually like yeah. if, like go into the pool stay in the pool but like the ocean is dangerous yeah like, riptides like if you don't actually know about like where the riptides are located like you're not just like a danger to yourself you're like a danger to like the lifeguard that's trying to fucking get your stupid ass out of there right like yeah yeah i i grew up on boats um you know in the water my whole life around water and and, and did a lot of scuba diving got my license at like 12 um and was really into doing all that stuff but i never tried surfing and i wouldn't assume that like for any reason i would have any like extra one up on anyone to do it but i feel like i don't know yeah i like your concept though the guy going to the beach with the 20 dollars surfboard just fucking giving it a shot is truly having the authentic surfing experience yeah that's way more beach boys than anything these motherfuckers could be doing like, absolutely you know these guys are in the, like like the, the the folks who like live in places like this. They can just buy the convertible and like pretend they're in this fucking commercial, right? Like, <laughs> whatever. I, I like that too. Yes. Uh, I um, uh, I've been spending a lot of time thinking about, uh, like I said, the pool and the beach and stuff like that. I'm spending a lot of time back in the water, um, and. Uh, yeah, I find it very peaceful. I can't understand why people are attracted to to the water to relax. Um, but I forgot about it for a bunch of years. So I'm trying to remember that. So, like... Uh, I let that uh, pause sorry. hang there because I was waiting for a page to load so I could hit play, and it never <laughs> loaded. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> I, I was like, I was trying to like process it. And like, <laughs> there was a reason. I felt like I, I too was loading. I was waiting for any second for a video to play and it never played. So that's, that's all that happened. And we're just going to let that video not live on the show now. It's fine. <laughs> okay. So, um, a previous episode. So I, I, I finished watching all of Blind Date. Oh um, really? The, the, oh the my most, god! Okay. I am so I I, I loved uh -huh. it. What was your I source, by the way? It. What was your source online or or? Um, I it's on it's on the Hulu. Oh sweet! Okay, cool. Um, and I am totally going to make a list of like the top like five episodes. Please, and I'll right? go watch. So, them like, if you're sure. the yeah, go watch. Yeah, no, I'm totally just going to be like, here, watch these. These are like the best ones. Okay. Um, and. uh 
because I think last time I think all, all I did was like just talk like a little bit. I think I was only like three or four. Episodes Forty-five episodes, episodes, Kathy. You went deep. Dude, I'm telling <laughs> Holy you. Holy shit! <laughs> You're not joking. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. Well, congratulations and hats off to you. That's quite a. You took a journey. How did I not uh, already hear about? Tell me something about Blind Date. Tell me, tell me, tell oh me what god. this many episodes of Blind Date has taught you about Blind Date, please. Oh my god. Okay. Well, first of all, um, first of all, it tells me that like um, I feel like dating shows like this one could be the cure to incel misogynistic movements. Ooh. Okay. Because okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, it's like a dating show that's like being cute and comedic and like tongue-in-cheek right so but like um again so maybe now i'm gonna dive a little bit deeper into the format of the show right okay so i think i think uh last time i mentioned that um basically the producers of the show they like hold some kind of audition um some kind of application process and then they screen all of these candidates and they arrange these meet cute situations between these two strangers. And so um, I believe from watching all of this many episodes that the producers are in fact trying to find people who don't know each other. Okay. Um, I do think that they're trying to create more compatibility in the scenarios than not. Like in the previous iteration of blind date like you could tell they were clearly setting up train wrecks Mm, okay right yeah and like that was part of the joy of past iteration of blind date was like oh we're about to see some shit go down right right like and we're like it's like a jerry springer episode almost right here they will have like like I'll say like 95% compatibility and then there will be like the one thing Mm mm-hmm Right. And so so this feels very normal, though. Right. Because this feels like what happens when I mean, I I don't know about you. I I feel like I have been in my life anyway, a serial dater. I've Mm -hmm. never been one to actually be pinned down Mm -hmm. by relationships there. I mean, I've been in relationships like long term, but most of them were open. um, So Mm -hmm. in other words, non monogamous. So like dating was I feel like something I've always kind of done. that's it. So kind of in, in that point, like, I feel like this is what happens when you meet someone, like you have a variety of compatibilities. And then there's like a couple of things that you're like, no, that's clearly going to be the thing we compromise on. Right? Yeah. And then you just have to make a decision about whether that one few things are the kinds of things that you could compromise on. Right. Absolutely. Like, is it about their sports team? That seems doable to me. Is it about their political beliefs about immigrants? That one does not seem like I would be able to see very much dissension from my point of view, right? right? For example. So it feels like the producers set up mostly compatible individuals, but they will sometimes occasionally be like, but we found this one thing that they disagree on. Let's see what happens. But again, not a train wreck. Okay. It almost feels like they're kind of pushing each person just a little tiny bit out of their comfort zone okay just a little bit enough to kind of see the reactions that people have in that situation it's just just a tiny little test it's like if the waiter fucked up the order right yeah tiny little test um and then you see some of these dates crash and burn 
entirely because one of the individuals like won't let it go um or like some little minor faux pas will occur or something like oh i'm really sorry to ask but i forgot your name can you tell me again and then someone will respond very graciously but another person will be like fuck you <laughs> you know like or something anyway i'm uh i'm but just pulling up your the, clip uh, here <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But what happens in the uh, what happens in the in the show is um, we see these uh, we see the date happen, but it's intercut with um, kind of uh, camera room like photo booth interview sections where right. the producers take them aside and go, okay, so you just finished this chunk of the date. Let's separate you two and. Each of us are going to be asked a question. So what do you think of the date so far? Right? Oh, I think he's really cute. I really like that he opened the door, like his outfit, or he's totally my type, you know, whatever. And, and yeah. it's like, okay, here's us sharing first impressions. They also do the very thing I love about the original blind date, which VH1 pop-up video also did, which is they would put bubble commentary yeah i'm looking at that right now for episode. larping noun stands for live action role-playing i love that image that you so yeah. that's one of them right yeah. so they so that was the meet cute situation the okay. producers are like we're gonna set you up with a larping date okay um and it was because in that particular case the people they were setting up were nerds okay so even though like they were nerd like I don't I, I think in that episode only one of them was a LARPer and the other one wasn't. Okay. So it was like you could see that the one that wasn't was being pushed out of their comfort zone, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, right, like they kind of gave that guy, the LARPer, like enough rope to hang himself if he was gonna fuck it up. Right? Like if he was gonna fuck it up, he was gonna fuck it up because he fucked it up. Like they set him up with like a compatible nerd lady, right? Like she's just not a LARPer. Yeah. So He's just going to have to be okay that she's like a Funko collector or whatever the fuck it actually was, right? But, like, is that going to be the hill they die on, right? Is that going to be, if they're otherwise compatible, is that going to be the thing that they're going to, like, keep them from true love? And that where it is where I think the show is, has been really shining. Yeah. Where it's, like, it, 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 like, feels like it's testing folks to be, like, you don't really care about that, right? Because, like, the rest of the compatibility is there. Um, there was another episode where it turned out that the two people actually did know each other. Mm -hmm. Wait. Um, really? Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, this one was episode uh, 41. Okay. Huh. Okay. And so. Add that one to the list, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that one's really good. That one's really, really good. And the re I, like both of them are good. So they each episode has like two couples that they do this with, and then we see what happens. And then at the end, we see the like. So they go through like a meet cute situation. They each and each one has three acts. Act one is the meet cute, okay. fun dating activity, larping, right. painting, a ceramic mug, name it, golf cart races whatever <laughs> right meet cute situation yes. um second yeah. portion is uh dinner and drinks uh -huh. and then third portion um is either a pool hot tub or spa experience 
in the original show it was all pools all the time hot tubs only right <laughs> okay here i feel like they kind of give people a little bit more of an option right like okay it, like there's been like saunas instead of oh, okay uh, yeah hot tubs right which is cool uh -huh. right yeah, definitely um but i think also kind of i i also kind of feel like i wonder if if they're you know how much choice they give the participants in framing the the decisions um because i feel like part of it is to set everyone a little bit out of their comfort zone yes right so like even if one person says i want to take her larping they go okay fine but you're not gonna everything else is gonna be a surprise you're gonna have to deal with it you know like or something um because they do have like uh, there was one where it was like oh like i'm a professional boxer i'm a professional mma fighter and we're gonna go to the gym right okay or some shit like that right, right? Oh, the other one that you need to see is that someone from Love and Hip Hop is on an episode. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't. I'll find that one for you. I don't remember where it's at, but that one was really good. Uh, um, would you like me to play any of the clips? I can play the clips that you collected on oh. online if you'd like. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, if you found one, just go for it. Because okay. again, they're super adorable. I'm. I'm not talking shit about any of these people. Like you're rooting for them. Oh yeah. Wait. That's. People will recognize that as the music. I'm gonna close the episode out on. I'm sure. Okay, here we go. Mm. Play the intro. <laughs> uh, let's see. Play the like, um, if you can. Play the yeah. welcome to Blind Date the and like that little bit. Intro. Yeah. Good idea. Here we go. Oh, here. Even better. Here's an actual... Oh, here's an actual episode. Oh, no. I have to watch it on NBC. Damn it. They're failing us. Let's see if I can get one that's just like... Oh, this is the old blind date intro. No, have to be logged in. Damn. Oh, NBC rude. is not realizing that uh, they could be. Do you have Hulu? Uh, yeah, I do. Great idea. I'm gonna let that play for a second. Horrible. <laughs> let me get this going. Here we go. Um, oh yeah. Cool. All right, let's refresh. See if it works. Nope. For some reason, Hulu won't let me log into my computer. And that is the magic of the internet, folks. That's the magic of live television. <laughs> let me play this for you, though. Internet. The not blind date, yeah. Hmm. Interesting.
Well. Okay. I'm glad the audience stuck me. with us for this one. Um, let's see here. Oh, you know which one I'll pull up. Hmm. Um, I'll pull up the one where so because the producers do this like yeah, back this and similar. forth with each with like each of the contestants, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You as audience member, right? So you see the person on the date blow it like in real time. You mean you know? like? like yeah, like just totally fuck, like just ruin their, like, you know, like they might have made a good first impression, they're doing all the right things, right? But then the like whole point of the blind date, right, is to kind of get to know each other. So, like, red, what, what I can describe as red flags start to appear, right? Yeah. So they'll say something, they'll do something, and then they'll be like, oh, is that the thing that's going to make me hate this person, right? Yeah. Um, and of course, the answer sometimes is yes. And so, like, when these occur, right, you can see the behavior in real time cool down the date. And you can see the behavior of that person be like, this is why you can't get a girlfriend, right? Wow. And if you want if you want a virtual reality simulation of that, you could have, uh, I can leave the podcast unedited and you could have just listened to us sit there silently for five minutes as we looked up a clip of what we're trying <laughs> well, to describe. Yeah. You can feel the podcast cool down. Um, well, in the in, in, in the recording, we'll have edited it down. So <laughs> absolutely, they yes. Known. They won't know. They they, they 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 will hear us here discussing this missing time. They hear but, us. You know. Yeah, they won't hear us clicking um, different links, trying to get me to log into Hulu. Um, you know, what's even really nice about that mm -hmm. is that that continues to underscore this uh, continued deception that we have had for these several weeks about. Is Kathy in New Orleans right now, or is Kathy in Santa Fe? So if we're constantly having to edit our, you know, our tiny little clips, you know, what do you know, listener at home? For all you know, I'm in Cabo San Lucas. Exactly. Maybe I don't even live in Santa Fe. Maybe my name isn't even Kathy. I would say that Maybe you don't even know me. One of those would be disappointing. All three of those would be very disappointing. But if two of those were true, that would be cool. <laughs> Um, let me see. Oh, I don't really know if I have anything left. I mean, I was thinking about talking about our, 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 our dating show. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if it's ready yet. Do you think, do you think do you have, do you have enough, uh, in your brain to talk about our reality show, our dating reality I show? I do actually, because okay. I, I feel like this is, this is what like, blind date was kind of showing me right okay. that it's like this uh um it was returning to this kind of uh this truth that uh 
well, one, that, of course, that relationships can't be, uh, unless they're truly, like, transactional, if what people are looking for is, like, love, right? Right. Romantic love, like, then we're, then we can't really mediate that through an app. Right. Um, and we're going to no. have to do either one of two things. Like, mm-hmm. we're either going to have to put ourselves out there a lot. Yes. Um, we're going to have to rely on our friends to hook us up with people they think might be good for us. Um, or we're going to have to do dating shows like, I say dating shows, right? Dating services where it's not just completely random, right? Yeah. Where there is some mediation, like Millionaire Matchmaker, right? Yeah. Like Millionaire Matchmaker, that show, right? But for everyone. That's yeah. not random. That's that's a person who is kind of collecting clients and going, I think this is the person for you. Sounds like she's also very sporty, also likes to go sailing, grew up with equestrian horses. She's going to be perfect for you, yeah. right? Like whatever, right? They do that shit. And then they, they, then they run off into the millionaire sunset happily ever after, right? But but they're mediated they, they're not random There's, it's not a millionaire website yeah it's a matchmaker right and so that's what's happening behind the scenes on blind date we don't see that process during right. the show we just have to kind of trust that it's happening but it is like and because the narrator of the show will off like in that meet cute where it turns out that those people knew each other they'll say things like uh this wasn't supposed to happen these people weren't actually supposed to know each other. Like, this isn't really what we want to wow. do on Blind Date. Like, oops, sorry, I think we fucked up, right? Wow. Um, there's another episode where the girl, it's a girl and a guy, they come out, they have a date, and it turns out that the girl has started seeing someone and is basically, basically shows up to the taping of Blind Date to go, I'm kind of seeing someone right now. And same thing, like, the narrator wow. of the show is like, if she had said that, we would have not set her on the date we would have picked a different contestant and that sucks right and so then like the host narrator is like don't worry steve like we'll give you another shot on season two yeah well, uh, but this was filmed in 2019 so it happened right before the pandemic and so this is another really interesting thing about this show which is that it is right before the world fell apart and so everyone on these dates like they're looking to bang there's not a mask in sight, uh, no sanitizer, just the, just the normal world and its risks that just we a, had in the a corked up yeah. white boy breaking it down sexual yeah. style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cute. Um, it's really cute. Really liked it. I really, really liked the show all said and done. Um, yeah, just uh, they did great. I'm really thrilled with how I'm happy they to did hear it. That. And so. I feel like I want to use it as a template more than any of the other dating shows okay. that I've seen. Perfect. I feel like the only other one that I would want to use is actually very similar to this one, which is Love Connection mm. with Chuck Woolery. I, I don't have fa- a familiarity with that. Ones. Oh, well. <laughs> Send me a clip. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Let me see. Okay, so here is a love connection mm-hmm. on YouTube with uh, 46,000 hits, and it appears to be one of the videos with the most, the one of the one of these videos with some of the highest number of hits. So there it is, mm-hmm. love connection, Bob, Ashley, and Kim. Okay. 
Um, this is host Chuck Woolery, who I believe now on Twitter is one of those weird reactionary dudes. Oh, can, can you DM that to me, actually? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. This is a learning podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Love Connection, where old-fashioned romance meets modern-day technology. Where you hear all the intimate details of a first date. considers himself a ladies' man. He was married for seven months. He was divorced for seven months. He's been divorced for seven months. And he says that when he said, I do, he knew he was making a big mistake. Please welcome Bob McIntyre. Well, if you don't mind, uh, I'm going to ask a little bit about your brief marriage. Not much to ask, but go for it. Well, um, Maybe well, there's not much to tell. Yeah, no, uh, what happened was we uh, met We met on the phone and so forth and uh, met her at a laundromat that night. Uh-huh. Uh, a few weeks later, we got married. A couple weeks oh. after that, we got in the newlywed game. Oh. And from there, it went all downhill. And <coughs> Excuse me? This is... This is... Okay. Yeah, the newlywed game. Are he you was already familiar with that one? You know, I am. He, I'm just thinking, like, this dude is already on another game. Like... Another reality show. I know. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm and telling you, like, so like this, this phenomenon isn't new. Yeah. Everyone's always been trying to get on TV. Because we, well, we, on season two of, or season one or two, I can't remember, which kills me, that one of the contestants, one of the people on the real world was trying to be on studs. And one of the other roommates was trying to go with them to get on studs so that they could secretly be like together already, just like you were describing. It didn't work. Um, they left off the guy and kept the girl instead. But um, yeah, what a, I just, uh, these these dating shows i feel like i'm just starting uh i'm just this is uh, a gold mine so and i always did want to go on your show anyways you what i always wanted to be on love connection oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of a tv romance you got going yeah, here I do, yeah really. well i tell you what let's bring everybody up to date on what happened yesterday we showed the audience bob's three choices they voted on which one they thought would be best for him we're gonna take a look and catch you up first there's jackie she says that she often meets men when she's looking her worst Patty, uh, when she doesn't have a date, she likes to stay home and curl up with her cat in front of the TV. <laughs> Wendy thinks uh, a good way to meet a man is to ask him to dance. Now, the audience... I don't know what that laugh was, was about. Yesterday. We'll get that a little later out now. Bob's going to remind us who he chose. I, I picked Jackie. I think it's maybe even then, asking a man to dance is still pretty forward. That's like the Sadie Hawkins dance. You can only do that once a year on with special occasions. Yeah, I wish I had the date here to, to go along with that. Love Connection. This would have been... Let me see. Uh, 90s 83? or... 83? Yeah, 80s. So, sounds right for the dress, yeah. Home back 
Yeah, my thought is that this man seems to have some kind of uh, fetish for women who have been on television or something. Like, I don't know what's happened. He's he's really gone on some route that um, uh, he thinks he can only find love via television, or at the very least, really loves being on LA television. I, I don't I don't know what's happening. All why would you? What are you thinking, Kathy? What are you thinking about this? What do you? So I'm thinking that if you, as outside observer, uh-huh. are this guy, uh-huh. do you have a moment of awareness? No. Do you have None. Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man? He has zero self-awareness, I think. No, he does. Yes. Th- th- this contestant does. Oh, but yes. if I'm like, if I'm just like this guy and I'm seeing myself mm-hmm. on TV, mm-hmm. 
but I'm not this guy himself. I'm just a, a, a guy like him, right? Yes. This is the type of, this is definitely a type of guy. Yeah, he's a, this is a type of guy. <laughs> yes. Hell of, if there is ever a type of guy, this is a type of guy. Yes. Um, if you were this type of guy and you saw this on TV, and especially, right, like here, there isn't very much narration, right? But as we evolve in the dating game genre, uh here what we have is like audience peanut gallery but what mm -hmm. we start to get in other dating shows is like hosts are cutting down on you oh, right? okay like um even with uh the jenny mccarthy one mm -hmm. uh the, the the one where like, it's, oh, like the cattle uh, dating show what yeah was that? that was called um singled out was that one singled out that's mm -hmm. right okay so even on singled out right when she would like bring someone up to like ask them a question she yeah. kind of clown on them sometimes a little bit like oh like look at your haircut <laughs> i i encourage that i, I gentle do... ribbing not like people who totally, be on but... yeah people who are on television for these kinds of things i mean they should just be like cool with all the you know gentle ribbing as 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 you would call it i would call it i think that um part of like being up on tv is realizing that people are going to ridicule you at some point and if they're not ridiculing you if they're not ridiculing you at the moment you're actually appearing uh, during the recording so um well this is also i think what we see on twitter where we start to think like this person actually has a humiliation fetish right like this is <laughs> yeah like I'm actually being bad by ridiculing this person. I kind of feel like this is this guy because I'm like, I don't know, man. If whether we met on a television show or not, if first date, you're saying I'm driving you up to my parents' house so you can meet them, <laughs> I'd be like, not only that, uh, not only is the first date uh, I'm driving up to my parents' house. Go. Not only is the oh. first date that, but also the first date's like, I'm going to show you a tape of a previous time that I appeared well, successfully and then unsuccessfully on a reality television show. Like, with my ex-wife. Yeah, who we're not married anymore, and that didn't work out. So want to add to the list? Like, it's basically so what this man So he talked about his ex, so yeah. there's that. Like, yeah. also, like, kind of like... Like, minute one, essentially, also. On a yeah, like, on, again, on a first date. Like, no, like second date even fine like incredible i i yeah, let's keep let's keep going let's see what yes. he's got so it's very romantic i'm assuming so now yeah go through dinner so anyways we went back to my apartment and uh you know we cuddled on the couch and did a few more kisses and so forth and uh since, you know, I, I knew that I wanted to see her again and so forth, and I wanted to be a gentleman. And, and what time are we talking about? Oh, God, we're talking about 12.31. And yeah. she's got to drive back to, to Palm, Palm Desert. Desert. I called him, he made me Which, call by the way, for folks home. around the country, Palm Desert from Los Angeles is about two and a half hours? Yeah. An hour and a half for him, yeah. Oh, <laughs> So how'd the date end? Well, it ended where we departed and so forth. Yeah. Gave her a nice big hug and a kiss, but... I just couldn't, I mean, my heart, well, now people call me Thumper because my heart goes, thump, 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 thump. Every time you think about it. Every time I think about it, they call me Thumper. Well, she's now. way down in Palm Desert. Yeah, oh, yeah, she is, but I'll tell you, well, this is worth it. How does he compare to other men that you've dated recently, Jackie? Oh, there's no comparison. The guys that I've dated have been imbeciles, I think is a good word oh. for it. Terribly uh, <laughs> sorry to hear that. He's been such a sweetheart. He's been a total gentleman, and he's been great. I've had a great time with you. Let's take a look and see who the audience picked for you. Sound like this one pretty well. 
They picked Jackie 67. Yeah. All right. And that's basically how the show works, correct? Um, yeah. yeah. I really like that um, that little show. It seems like it's a, definitely a time capsule. Um, and I'd like to kind of dive into more of that on YouTube at some point for sure. Oh, I mean, again, like I, I love these shows. Because um, I, I feel like uh, you learn, I, I feel like you learn something from them. So, for example, right? Mm-hmm. What I learned from this was that if I lived in Palm Desert and a guy took me out, to meet his parents on a first date, mm-hmm. um, it's probably because I really want to get the fuck out of the Palm Desert. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess. Um, I'm gonna say that um, the thing that I'm gonna take away from this is that if you're dating a man on a reality television show and he says, "Hey, I've been on another reality television dating show," that um, I might leave. I might not let him bring me up to meet his parents. <laughs> what do you What do you think of the fact that they they appear to be enjoying themselves? They're clear. They're clearly. I mean, they're going to go on a second date. I'm saying that she, she's braver than I am, and she was rewarded for her bravery. I guess. Interesting. Interesting. I, I think it's even interesting that you say rewarded because. Uh, well. I feel like I feel like she seems it, happy. I don't know. No, I mean again, for sure. I mean, but you know, I didn't. I didn't want to get out of the palm fucking desert. No offense to. It's not even that bad. It's just you know. I'd be happy living there. Fine. It must be much not I much mean, like any other place now, in New Mexico. So yeah, exactly. You know, again, I like the desert. It's, you know, palm desert. A lot of dirt and sand. It's great. Yeah, palm desert. Is that like a? Is that like a? Like we planted a bunch of palm trees here in the desert that turned into like a community kind of thing. Is that like? Yeah, I think if I also, I mean, I'm gonna look it up on the map real quick. I think it's near one of the army bases. Oh, it's in the Coachella Valley, and it's near Palm Springs. Oh, it's by. It's right outside of the Palm Springs outlets. <laughs> oh lordy. Well. I've learned a lot uh, this week. Uh, no, excuse me, uh, this week and last week. Um, <laughs> and it's it's so nice to have you reporting in live from New Orleans. Um, it's been delightful. I'm so glad that I could take a little, just a tiny little bit out of my vacation time. Yes, thank you for uh, spe- <laughs> for wedging us into your busy vacation schedule. You know, you know, like I said, you know, like we're we're very looking forward to beignets. And- yeah. Roasted coffee and please, yes. so many po boys ahead. Yeah, a lot of fried shrimp po so boys are ahead of you. So many po boys already had. Step out that know. front. Yeah, exactly. You, I'm sure you got them on your way. And all you got to do is step out that front door, and you can get what bourbon all Bourbon Street has to offer out there. So, so the very first thing we did was get a po boy. Oh well, perfect. Um, that's 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 all or I have. Is it the first thing we shall have done? You'll have to decide yourself, viewer, but uh, trust me when, 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 uh, let's see, if time is taken out of the equation, it's all correct, technically, sort of. So, there you go. Delightful. Delightful. That's all I have to say. That's all I really know what to say, and um, that's all I've brought. Kathy, if you have anything else you'd like to close us out on, I would be happy to play it right now. Or No, just that my Zoom background is still the Laguna Hills. Yeah, see, Laguna Beach is a place I think I'll be spending a few of my uh, next few days. But um, let's see. I- I'm actually going to play us out on a song this time. I'm sure you've okay. heard it before. 
uh, a, a person that we know online has come up with this track. Um, and I'm sure you've heard it before. So goodbye, everyone. See you next time. Yeah. We can talk about music, too. where the time where which one appears first or something we'll see um we'll have some fun with that that'll be fine yeah. no I trust you yeah no it, it'll, it'll work yeah, yeah no but I'm totally gonna try to record some audio when I'm in um New Orleans I'm gonna Sweet. try to like record as like audio audio yeah just as like uh, not video, right? Like, yeah, grab some audio on the street, some crowd noise and stuff like that. I love audio like that, and it'd be a great way to play at the beginning or back or front or underneath, even like some talking. I think that'd be kind of a fun thing yeah. to do. So, yeah, awesome. And then, the, like, so even though, like, since we won't record next week, right? Mm-hmm. What's funny is that then the week after, I could just be like, oh, here I am in New Orleans. Did <laughs> you hear it behind me? Actually, I love that, and that's what we're going to do. And that's why I'll clip out this section of the audio until that week, and I'll put it in after that just so that they can know that we have this little plan. I love that. This is delightful. So this will be the top secret moment when we declare that we actually did record this on five. Yes. Perfect. I love this. That will be the the icing on the cake. Yes, perfect. I love this. This will be, it will be a part one and two episode, but you won't know there's a part two until uh, part two. Some say no. Some say no. Some say no.